0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to QLC Radio. So today we've got a bit, of a bit of a special episode, I suppose, because I didn't actually suggest this topic. So I've got a good buddy of mine on, Rana, and he wanted to talk about work-life balance and uh, just a little bit about us as well. So we actually studied chemical engineering together um, back at university, so that's how we know each other. Um, but yeah, introduce yourself, Sikandar, and tell us a little bit why you wanted to talk about work-life balance today.
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Sikandar. Thank you now for the opportunity. It's great to be here. And, um, I want to talk about work life balance because i've it's been a sort of trend that I've been um noticing, especially with people our age who work here in the u k that um the sort of culture of constantly working and being available to either say miscellaneous tasks or um actual work responsibilities it's mainly yes started off as mainly a a thing within the US, but I can still notice some aspects of it slowly creeping its way across the pond to the UK. I wanted to speak a little bit about my sort of experience in juggling my my own work-life balance and uh, talk about ways how I can better balance it in uh, ensure, ensuring that there's a, an equal balance between the two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I think this is a really important topic, especially now during COVID. And I'm assuming when I release this, we will still be in COVID. Um, but I think a lot of the time when you're working from home, it can be quite blurred, the lines between work and home, right? So you can end up working a lot more. So I think this is actually quite an interesting topic to discuss now.
1: Mm, yeah, I've um I've seen lots of sort of discourse online talking about how people don't usually think of it as working from home. They consider it living at work.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I myself have found that at times as well, where I'll just be, you know, going on until like eight or nine in the evening and then I'm just like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? I'm supposed to be playing PlayStation right now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: play, play PlayStation now. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah, that's why I should be doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why do you think, though, that this culture is taking rise? Because I have mentioned this in podcasts before uh, or alluded to it anyway. I've never really dedicated one to this topic before. But Why do you think this has arisen? Uh,
1: I think it may be just the um, sort of emphasis on productivity that people seem to be on this sort of productivity hype now in, in that they need to absolutely make sure that they're as productive as they can and to not and to put any aspects of things like rest recuperation uh on, on the back burner somewhat in order to uh in order to maximize their, their value to their employers. Do you think that's
0: a societal pressure? Like do you think that's been amplified by, I don't know, social media, for example, or what do you think in that terms?
1: Uh yeah, I think um I'm I've been pretty divorced from what most people would consider conventional social media for quite a while now and the yeah a large a large part of that was um seeing everybody every single day talking about the the hustle the grind culture that people have are trying to 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 portray online and it it really does make people feel like shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah and it Uh, It it has them asking internal questions like, oh, why am I not as productive or have such a a glamorous job or material possessions as this other guy Mm. whose circumstances, if we think about it a bit more, might be completely different to ours.
0: Yeah, and I suppose there's um, a big filtering effect as well. (laughs) uh, So would you say then that you've, maybe not, i don't want to say victim but do you think you've been sucked in by that hustle hustle culture at any one time i
1: think i have yeah and um the uh yeah i'd say i'd say i have i've um i've seen uh not just me but uh, other people as well in in uh various teams that i've been a part of uh doing doing work well into the evening and i'm i'm very much of the opinion that uh, it's it's very much not healthy and balance is pretty important. But uh hmm. I, I I say that to, to myself just as much as anyone else. I it's yeah. it's not as if I have this figured out at all. It's still a it's still very much a, a constant journey of um being honest with yourself and setting proper boundaries.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So would you say you do that now, that you've got a good kind of balance?
1: I'm so much better than how I was before, yeah.
0: That's good. That's good to hear, man. I remember uh, you, you used to work quite a lot, actually. I remember you'd tell us and we're just like, fuck me, what are you doing, mate? So that's good to hear. <laughs> I think that's something I've kind of had to deal with as well in the past couple of months in the sense of because I've just been out home and I can continue working to actually draw that boundary. So that's something that I think is quite important. And perhaps everyone should make an effort into it. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, it will become... It'll become a lot more important as working from home becomes a lot more normalised for lots of jobs due to COVID, too.
0: Yeah. To be fair, yeah, this could become a very normal way of working now—like three, four days a week at home. Mm-hmm,
1: yeah, I've I've seen similar, uh, similar things uh, suggested as such. Yeah.
0: yeah. Especially for guys like me and you, we just need the computer and the internet, and we're good. You know, it's <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty, pretty much all we yeah, need. Yeah. Uh,
1: You can work anywhere with an internet connection.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like a lot of jobs are like that now, which is why I find it surprising. Well, maybe not a lot of jobs, but maybe a lot of more like city jobs anyway are like that, which is why I find it surprising that in the cities is where you get this like massive work-life imbalance. And I don't know, maybe there's like peer pressure as well. Do you think that? Because I know, for example, in like the finance industry, just from speaking with people who have worked in it, there's almost like a pressure to keep working even if you don't need to. Like, for example, you may get 25 holidays a year, but you'll only take like five of them because there's just that sort of peer pressure to, to always be working.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, I like it's funny you say that because, uh, I, I do remember, uh, for some trials that, uh, some companies have had of the concept of unlimited time off, they've, uh, uh they've implemented it but then they uh they found that employees were taking even less holiday uh than the than when the standard twenty five days per year was uh, company policy and like enshrined in law mm. uh just because of that peer pressure of to um to not be seen as, as the quote unquote slacker in, in the in the uh the group of people who who were working they were part of.
0: So do you think then there's more responsibility on the company on the business assuming you're working for a, a business of some sorts to actually make their employees take time off to to maintain that balance
1: it's very much been the case for for me my um my employers always iterated the uh the the importance of taking your legally mandated time off and um have been very strong proponents of the the benefits of doing stuff. Uh, of doing the um of of taking that time off and how it contributes to more healthy more balanced life so yes i think um very much so that more employers should follow the lead of my own in 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 promoting that
0: yeah i think that's probably a good way for a lot of them to go and if you look at some of these other countries as well especially the scandinavian ones man the scandinavian countries just seem to get everything right I, i don't know how they do it but they seem to have like a really good uh, lid on work-life balance I think I can't even remember which one it was but I know one of them did like four day working weeks or something like that and apparently it's working a dream over there so,
1: really oh wow
0: yeah <laughs> I I think it was a trial I don't really know I should have looked into it a bit more before recording but yeah yeah
1: I think um the uh yeah when you consider the the productivity levels of those um northern European countries I I think that they're um they're sort of on the same level as more more arguably more capitalistic Western countries like the u s a and the u k mm. in terms of their their productivity, but they place greater emphasis on work life balance and get the same productivity all the same so
0: yeah, yeah, there's something to be said there for sure right what i 'm going to do now actually, so before we start recording, if you remember I was looking up some random stats i'm just going to run through a few of these and see. If they surprise you or anything. Okay. Apparently, this was a study done in twenty nineteen. It'd be interesting to see a study that was done during uh COVID times actually. But a quarter of people, twenty four percent, find it hard to relax in their own time because they're thinking about work. So they basically don't take any time for their personal commitments. So they're still thinking about work even when they're technically off work. Would you say that surprises you? That's quite a high. Uh, I wouldn't say so, no.
1: It's um quite uh it's quite an, an understandable like statistic and the um the fact that there are aspects of uh certain modern jobs that essentially don't allow you to um to leave once you leave the office or in in our case like shut down your computer and yeah. move away from the computer room i think that it's it's not very surprising no but uh i would imagine i'd be uh i I wouldn't be surprised if the number was even higher during covid times
0: yeah i think it would be to be honest oh okay got one here as well two out of three workers in this survey so 66 Mm percent said or claimed that they had experienced work-related health conditions as a result of working too hard now that do you think that reflects just say your own circle or your own work circle two out of three seems very high to me
1: yeah i'd say um that i wouldn't be surprised if uh that statistic was taken from a a pretty um uh, a pretty high demand sort of pressure cooker type environment like uh, for example finance i'd mm. say that the the if um if i'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, if the the pool of particular industries was widened a bit for that uh, for that sample, uh, I'd probably imagine that the the number would lower somewhat. But uh, it doesn't obviously detract from how much of a problem this thing is.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's an interesting one though. By industry, do you think? Uh, I guess we've identified finance and banking there. Do you think there's any other industries that could do with reform?
1: IT is a big one. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, <laughs> um, we, we know and, about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, there are um uh there are certain roles such as uh uh let's say site reliability engineers where their whole aspect of their their job as in the uh requires them to to be available for quite a good chunk of the day and to respond to any incidents that might happen on an ad hoc basis.
0: And but so can much be done that about might... that, though? Because that is the nature of their job.
1: I don't think much can be done about those, no. But uh, I think uh, with with those types of jobs, setting firm boundaries on the uh, on the part of the employee matters mm. a whole lot more than any... Support that might have been provided by the company yeah though so don't uh but don't get me wrong, any support that contributes to work life balance provided by a company is always very welcome
0: hmm. yeah <laughs> definitely, what I think though a lot of these industries so i'll just so sorry, I just very quickly researched here, so certain so other industries as well that apparently have terrible work life balance is recruitment and h r public services teaching and education transport and logistics that one surprises me and uh retail surprise and yeah so retail i guess i don't know if they mean like retail back offices or if they mean retail like the people on the shop front of house yeah Yeah, i'm not sure what they mean Mm -hmm. by that one now some of those industries so let's say recruitment and obviously we've talked about finance as well they're quite lucrative industries so do you think the fact that they've got a higher wage higher salary and there isn't an awareness that they are going to be quite high demand. Do you think that negates the need for them to have an improved work-life balance because people know what they're getting themselves into?
1: Uh, I think that the the aspect of uh, lucrative nature of those roles should be in employees' minds once they they enter those, those industries. And mm. so they should make sure that they have the tools in place uh, to be able to set uh, firm enough boundaries so that they're able to maintain their work-life balances while on the job, and yeah, it's I'd say for those the the owners should be more on the the employees, and should they should have those aspects in mind once they once they take on those roles. But um, I like do a... I do realize the importance of things like commissions on yeah. uh, in in those roles too, so uh, that uh, the commission-based aspects could lend itself to. Them working harder and longer
0: hours. Yeah, and I think those kind of jobs they do attract a certain personality type as well, who are probably more okay with those hours. But if they did want change in those kind of industries, I think kind of what you're getting up there is it needs to be people power almost. If if there's going to be a change for those kind of industries, it's probably not going to come unless there is pressure, like you were mentioning there. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we got here as well teaching and education. Now that is an interesting one because teaching and education probably isn't one of the most lucrative careers you can go into not that they pay really bad but it's not one of the most lucrative ones that's for sure in comparison to the others spoke about There it's not
1: known for its ability to be lucrative now
0: exactly but that is a a very i don't know if you know any teachers but that is a pretty intense job
1: i i do know i do know teachers and yeah they've they have their horror stories
0: they are balls to the walls like yeah i feel bad for teachers man Although well, a lot of them yeah. that I do know also really love it, though, so I guess their motivations are something else. Out of your circle, then, who do you say, well, not by name, but what would you say are, like the industries that are the toughest?
1: Um, well, I only have one sort of frame of reference, and that's mainly within within IT, because yeah. like me and you work in work in IT, and we and those people in IT are the only um it, it might be a, a failing on my part but i people who work in it are the the main group of people i have these sort of conversations about work-life balance about mm. so um yeah maybe there should be uh, a bit more awareness on my part on um uh how work-life balance is maintained across like a wider range of industries
0: well maybe to tell you what though is actually something i did that's just popped into my head within your own industry. So it's good for you. Now you're saying you've taken a lot of uh, steps to kind of make sure it is okay for you. How will that work though? The more senior you go in the company, because the more senior you go, the more responsibility it does get harder. And I think that's across any industry.
1: Yeah, it's very, it's very true. I've, um, I have heard like accounts from, from different people online talking about how, as you, go higher and higher above the uh, the uh, high and higher and higher uh up the the career ladder towards more senior management positions uh work life balance does get a hell of a lot harder but um i think that there are there are trade offs just like just like many uh many other things and you need to have the the ability to, uh, to uh, to maintain on work-life balance in uh, within a person's current role and any future roles that they might aspire to later on, and so they should make sure that those uh, those building blocks are still in place before uh, taking on those more managerial roles. Yeah,
0: tell you what, one of the people that I quite admi- admire in my workplace, anyway, is he's a senior manager, and it's actually his ability to time manage. There are obviously times when he might end up going till like nine, ten o'clock or whatever because, you know, workers demanding it, which on a one-off occasion I think is fine, as long as it's not happening Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, I'd say so too, yeah. What I do admire about him is how he did manage to keep his time to himself. And I think that's what I sort of aspire to be as I kind of go through my career. So I remember just at like 5 o'clock, he just kind of dipped out of a meeting and just went, all right, I've got to go and pick up my kid now. I'm going home after that. And I Mm -hmm. actually quite admired that, to be honest. I was like, that's... That's right. That's what you should be doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. admirable quality to have mm-hmm. in, in a sort of like, in someone to look up to aspirationally at work. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think especially I think in senior leadership when you see that as well, and you think that's that's really good. I want to see that sort of behaviour supported in a way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want um, I want people to, uh, I want that behaviour to be sort of promoted and spread among people of all uh like seniority levels throughout different like groups of working people yeah
0: yeah and i think if you it's like it's like that old term right uh lead by example if you see that then it was surely it would filter down to the rest of the organization that you're in right because it's like if someone's senior is able to get all his work done and he's always 99 percent of the time anyway he's going to have more on his plate than we have and if he's still managing it then people below are gonna be like, okay, now I need to make time to manage it as well. Did you get Mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I'd um I'd say it's uh
0: yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah. Um it's uh
1: I'd say it's uh it the the role of sort of company culture also plays quite a lot of um has a lot of bearing on the ability of a company's employees to manage their own work life balances because I think that the within all levels of a particular company if those at the quote on, at the, the the top, say the the more senior managerial positions, if they promote the culture of maintaining good work life balance, then you're right that will sort of be the proverbial totem pole, and yeah. they'll uh, it'll be uh, a presence felt by uh, the the lowliest grads and. Uh, everyone above them too
0: yeah yeah okay we've got another question for you what do you think about work-life balance but over a longer time frame so by that i mean for example over 10 years you work really hard but then at the age of 35 you're able to retire and you no longer have to do an office job you know you'll do something to occupy your time i'm sure but you no longer have the stress of that job that you were slogging your ass off for for 10 years and you now are able to get time in abundance does that for you work as a work-life balance as well because over the course of say 50 years that probably does work out maybe works out even better
1: i'd say so yeah the um the ability for someone to have that sort of long-term thinking and be able to throw themselves into work with the mindset that um, they'll they'll retire at 35 well uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty admirable trait, yes. But uh, I think that the ability to throw yourself into work and work so much that you retire at 35 absolutely should not come at the expense of your your short and medium term, both physical and mental health.
0: Yeah. And that's what we kind of see, I guess, with some of these like city guys is they will actually be horrendously stressed pretty physically unhealthy mentally exhausted as well these are kind of the things we see so i understand their reasoning but at what cost i suppose
1: yeah yeah and that's not really a sort of um a uh, a question that i have the authority to answer because i don't speak for every every city guy oh and don't don't worry um, no one on this podcast uh, has
0: ever had authority to answer anything we just chat shit and <laughs> you know we hope people listen <laughs> that's all we do yes <laughs> That's... but
1: but yeah it's very it's very person dependent but uh just the the general gist of it is to just try and take care of yourself and not burn yourself out
0: yeah yeah 100% yeah i think i agree with you to be honest i don't think i could ever subscribe to that you know work your arse off and then 10 years down the line retire i'd love to retire early who wouldn't but i'm not willing to make that sacrifice because I can still enjoy myself a hell of a lot in the next ten years. Mm, yeah, which I and guess yeah, some like, people will agree with, some people won't.
1: Yeah, it it does very much come at the expense of your your joy over the next ten years if you were to have, if someone were to have that mindset.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So next thing then I want to move on to is the I guess we've discussed it already briefly, but the impacts that a poor work life balance has on people. And is there anything like kind of anecdotally about yourself or others that you've seen or experienced?
1: Not anecdotally in terms of my own um, working life now, but uh, uh, if you've um, if you've read Hacker News, Hacker News is is um, strewn with stories of people burning out and leaning way too heavily on the work side of work life balance, and uh, that resulting in them essentially wanting to completely leave the industries that they work for altogether because they uh they they just physically are not able to do it anymore. And it it brings them stress and misery.
0: So in this article you're reading then, did it show that it was actually damaging the industries that people were working in as well? I'd say it was only
1: um in terms of a few sort of individual cases of people uh completely quitting their industries i don't think it's um indicative of a a wider uh like attrition of people leaving in droves but uh yeah it does it does significantly impact individual
0: lives yeah yeah i think in terms of industry effects I feel like there is more of a drive these days towards the tech kind of roles and perhaps a shift away from the finance type of roles and I feel like work-life balance is somewhat to do with that just because there's a much bigger stigma attached to the finance industry and how they're working and the tech industry also has that as well but I feel like there's less of a stigma so I feel like perhaps there has been some industry effect there so people leaving finance is thinking actually I can get paid a lot in this other industry here and then go to tech because like some of them, anyway, do make an effort.
1: Mm, yeah, they're, they're they're pretty lucrative, and they they uh, tech companies by and large tend to promote a lot more sort of modern and like sort of less traditional values, like work-life balance in their well in their uh, in their marketing at least.
0: Yeah, they're, they're definitely good at drawing people in. That's for sure. Whether they stick to it, I don't know, but. I would say where I am they are generally good they will do what they can to make sure you are getting like the work-life balance like I remember um, just maybe a month or two ago when they were saying just in meetings and things like that just go out for a walk like honestly just book yourself out for an hour a day and just go out for a walk like it's really important I thought that was really good actually I really like to see that and I hope more companies mm, yeah, do things uh, like that as well.
1: Yeah that's that's so great to hear yeah um, I'm glad that uh, companies are sort of bring this to the forefront especially with more and more people working from home yeah. and um, yeah it it like when you um when you see this sort of work life balance being promoted by companies the the same entities who let's be honest it's arguably, arguably in their best interest for the employees to keep on working yeah. then it shows that um, they they really care and I think that's that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, even if it turns out they didn't care, it's going to work out better for the companies in the long run financially, anyway. To have a better workforce, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, even if that's the motivation, yeah. makes sense. Everyone benefits.
1: Happy people do better work. Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And then that kind of, I guess, that's leads on to uh, some of the more negative effects as well. If you are, if you have a poor work-life balance, chances are you're probably not going to be as productive you're not going to be producing your best work uh, so from that perspective you should definitely aim for a good work-life balance as well as the mental and physical toll that it will take on you as well. Mm, yeah. So do you think it's a contributor to mental health in general poor mental health I mean in general having a poor work-life balance because that's a topic In on its own it's a different topic I suppose but it is something that we see on the rise i feel almost year on year that there's more mental health issues with people
1: yeah i mean we we spend so much of our lives working that i wouldn't be surprised if it was a significant contributor towards um the the sort of mental health crisis that we're facing right now mm. especially
0: among younger people yeah yeah it seems as though that is happening quite a lot so what do you do personally cuz you said you were Uh, at one point falling victim to a poor work-life balance what did you do to change that
1: I so what I did was I tried to essentially it was a a two-pronged approach Uh, the first aspect that I did was to properly allow myself to switch off and set boundaries after working hours was, was over and so I essentially try to resist the urge of always checking my my phone for things or uh, or for any updates to any any situations that I might have been a part of during the working day, or for people chasing me up on stuff out of hours, and being firm in that uh, the in that any requests that have been made for me out of hours when I wasn't supposed to be working will definitely be looked at. First thing, the next working day. Was it hard to detach? Though? And sorry. Was it
0: hard to detach? um So one of the things that we uh, I, that I was looking at is that people found it so hard to, to actually detach and stop thinking about work. Was that hard for you at the beginning? Yes, it was
1: definitely, and it did take a lot of conscious effort on my part to to realize that my my time working for the day was indeed done, and so I I needed to stop stop thinking about work
0: um was there anything that you kind of tangibly did or was it a whole mindset thing uh,
1: hmm. i think the first prong to this two prong approach was very much a a, a mindset thing and hmm. trying to and trying to not get not get tempted to check my work phone hour out of hours but um uh the the second prong was a lot more tangible the second prong was to try and fill what time I did have outside of work with more sort of fulfilling activities. So um, I'm a pretty like creative person, I I'd I guess.
0: I, I'd say you are for sure.
1: Yeah. So um, I love like photography. I've been doing it for, for quite a while. I like noodle about on like music making software and drawing tablets all the time just to get some creative energy about uh, like out and um, uh, just makes me feel a lot more fulfilled during the times where I'm just alone and thinking yeah. and, and, and having like certain thoughts about work when I'm not supposed to, but um, yeah, trying to fill your time with creative pursuits has really helped me. And I definitely um, recommend it to anyone else who's, who might be struggling especially in a more technical job
0: yeah i think that's good advice to be honest i think having any sort of creative outlet is great and being creative doesn't just mean like being able to paint or sing or anything like that just uh i mean start a podcast do you know I mean? <laughs> just fucking like, you know, yeah just do yeah. anything like, yeah but have, anything that gives like, you joy
1: start yeah start a podcast where you're able to have longer form conversations with your friends about different topics. Yeah.
0: Exactly. There mm-hmm. No, I think I think that's pretty solid advice, man. I um I know myself as well. I try to be more creative outside of work. I can't remember if I told you actually. I started doing some paintings. Oh, really? I, oh, tell you all right. When we stop recording, I'll show you them. But yeah, uh, sure. yeah, just like just little things like this, I I find it really really useful as well. I think mm, there's a fine line, yeah, it, it, oh,
1: especially with the more, especially with the more sort of technical nature of our roles. Yeah, it provides a lot of balance.
0: Yeah, I remember talking to um to a guy I work with recently, and he he brought up quite a good point, saying like, outside of work as well, there's there's a fine balance I think between consuming and creating. And by that I mean consuming, for example, is going to be sitting down watching Netflix or playing PlayStation with your friends or something like that. But then there's something to be mm-hmm. said for creating as well, and mm-hmm. that can be making a podcast, it can be photography, it can be cooking it can be baking. But there's a fine balance to be struck even when you're outside of work as well. It doesn't have to be something you stress about, something you think about a lot of. But in terms of your well being outside of work and detaching from work, I think it's good to create and consume. And a lot of us are victims to just consuming. And I think mm, if you yeah. can strike that um, balance as well, I think it's really helpful.
1: Yeah. At the at the risk of sounding preachy, try it everybody. Try try creating like something, anything it's uh it's it's um it's it really helps with uh not just the aspect of work-life balance like you said but also the the balance between creating and consuming
0: yeah man and makes you makes you feel a whole lot better about about most things i think to be honest at least in my experience mm-hmm, yeah
1: like i've <laughs> as as a result of me like noodling around on like music software i'll
0: never say that a song sucks ever again <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah have you have you made any full songs just out of curiosity no i haven't no
1: it's just um it's just little like tunes and improvising that's pretty
0: cool that's pretty cool actually you'll have to show me some of those at some point actually i'd be quite interested to hear them
1: yeah that'd be good idea.
0: cool no thanks um thanks for sharing that Sakanda. i feel like that kind of takes us to the end of the podcast i feel as though we covered quite a lot that we covered what the industries what industries are sort of suffering from work-life balance, how work-life balance is coming over and it can take over our lives and be influenced in the form of social media and societal and peer pressure and a whole other host of things, what the negative effects are and what we can do to mitigate against that. And I don't know, is there anything else you want to add on to that, Skanda? Uh
1: No, nothing else. Uh, just wanted
0: to thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for joining. Thank you for suggesting this topic as well. I think I'm gonna release this actually at some point in the new year. I think this could be a good one to go out right at the beginning of the year and then people can be like, ah I tell you what, work life balance, that's that's on the agenda. At least sure. the, the, make <laughs> it
1: make it the subject of many people's new year's resolutions.
0: Exactly. Well we say many people, I mean only a handful of people actually listen to this. But we're looking that's my news resolution. We're gonna get more people listening to this. So <laughs> thanks again, man. And to everyone else out there, thank you for listening. Please like, please subscribe, write a review as well. It really does wonders for the podcast. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learned something. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, everybody.